now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Newcastle Knights team preview. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Supercoach Matrix. Maddie. I don't know how much we got to talk about with the Knights. As we talked about in the last pod, if anybody listened, it, it's starting to get dire. The options are starting to get uh, less and less as we go on because we went in ladder order. I'm kind of regretting going ladder order now. <laughs> I've already talked about my son, Newcastle Knights jersey from Andrew John, so that's uh, that's me out. See ya. <laughs> mate, you're not going to leave me solo here with this squad. Come on. Uh, mate, well, if we'll go through the normal process, as we always do, we'll go through the gains, losses, 1-17. to 17. We'll talk about what's relevant and we'll push on because uh, obviously there's only three teams left after this one. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's dig into it. Um, this year with the with the gains this year, they've got Adam Elliott, who I'm excited about. They've brought in Jack Hetherington from the Bulldogs. Um, Tyson Gamble from the Broncos, Jackson Hastings from the Tigers, Greg Marzu and Lachlan, Lachlan Miller. So, um, yeah, they've picked up some pretty good guys and they could make some steps forward. Some of the guys they've lost, though, is Mitch Barnett, Edric Lee, Gerard Momosia, Tex Hoy, Anthony Milford, Pasami Salo, Jake Clifford, David Clemmer and Chris Randall. Mate, what do you, you make of that, Brandon? Sue. There. Yeah, Did you I, skip I, him for a reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, pronunciation isn't fantastic. I also – did I say Pasami Salo? Because it sounded like pastrami to me. So. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So I said he's a West Tigers uh, player. So, mate, he, he was the one that stood out in that list for me. But, no, good good player, just obviously off to the Super League for the year. So, uh, mate, take us through the 1-17. to 17. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lockie Miller at one. Uh, Greg Marzu at two. Uh, Dom Young on the other wing. Bradman Best, um, injury permitting. Uh, Dane Gagai, Jackson Hastings, and Caelan Ponger in the halves. Uh, Jacob Saifidi and Daniel Saifidi in front row. Uh, Jaden Braley at hooker. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, Brody Jones, and Adam Elliott. Uh, second row forwards and lock. Uh, we've got Kurt Mann coming off the bench, Leo Thompson, Jack Johns, and uh, new recruit Jack Hetherington. Uh, where do you have the Knights finishing this year, Brado? I have them one spot ahead of you. I have them at 13th. Um, I... It's not a far cry either way. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's one of those St. George Illawarra Dragons podcasts again with these guys. Look, to be fair, though, with the Dragons, I've got no one in my squad. With the Knights, I've got a couple of guys from the Knights in my squad at the moment, so we'll talk through them. Um, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of moving parts. They've got some good guys coming in. Uh, they've actually lost some talent, um, but they've got some guys there that, you know, I worry aren't really super coach relevant, but good footballers, so. Yeah. Mate, first good footballer, you want to take us away with your first one because he's in both of our teams at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Play the, play the sound drop. Boom shakalaka! Um, yeah, a couple years ago, Daniel Saifidi was averaging 1.4 ppm. Clemmer came in. Clemmer was the alpha dog in the pack, let's face it. Safiti regressed, took a back seat. They let Clemmer go, um, and Safiti has to be picked in your supercoach teams. I'm not asking you to pay a premium for him. He's only 484K, and front row forwards, as I've mentioned, probably 200 times now, it's dire, and it's not a position that I'm going to be spending like 700K on. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going Joseph Tarpany money. Yeah, I'm really comfortable sitting here with Daniel Saifidi in here. 
Um, he's the leader of the pack now. I believe this team is structured a little bit better, even if I, I'm not 100% sure it's going to translate to wings. Uh, to wins. They've got a lot of middling players. Um, and you're getting a New South Wales forward for 480k in a team where they've just said, let Clemmer go, and they've just said, we believe in you. I want yeah. him in my team. You should have him in yours. Yeah, I, I think have we checked his ownership, um, Daniel Safidi, because I, yeah, it's nine percent. Be it's it's 9%. almost pod territory. That is pod. That is sub ten's pod for me. Um, I'm looking for guys that are sub ten like Daniel Safidi. I, I oh, think, and he's only four hundred eighty k. Like, I I can just get around it. Like, he's my second second row forward. I can bolster some other positions and have him. Yeah, I think you need to spend less in the front row forwards this year and jack up the price on guys like Fafita, guys like Cam Murray, guys like Angus Crichton, guys like the quality second rowers that we know are going to – you're going to pay a premium, but you're going to get a premium in points from. Uh, or you're going to go and pay a premium in a really high point position like halfback or 5'8 or fullback, and uh, you know that you're going to get what you pay for. With front row, you want to find upside guys. Like like Saifidi is a perfect example, which is why he's in both of our teams. I think he's a really good example of a guy that has more opportunity this year. He's got pedigree at 1.4 ppm, like you mentioned, Matty. Mate, there's not many players in the league that can go 1.4 ppm consistently. So if he's done that over a year, even if it was in 2021, like that, that's pretty exciting if he can find even some of that form and get up back up to 1.2. Because he had a, uh, I suppose, a career low last year in ppm. I think it was, uh, what was it, 0.8? Yeah, yeah. And But playing for the Knights, is, for you, would that be pretty uninspiring? Yeah, uh, well, for me, yes, because I mean, but but to be fair, I'm used to following bad teams, so you just <laughs> don't know. You just don't know whether it'd be motivating for me. This could be exciting. Um, yeah, but they also had clamor in front of him. They've just said, you know, they've spent the money. They've got some guys in. They've said, you know, Safedi boys, you know, can you run this pack? I'm just looking for him to make steps. Maybe I'm looking for the upside, but he's not going to be worse than 48. Like you're not going to lose money on Safedi if you need to change him. In five weeks' time, because he's doing exactly the same as what he does every year. Have you really lost? No, you haven't. He can't go worse. There's no way in the world he can go worse. I think you've got to look at these positions and go, okay, is this guy going to get worse for me? Am I going to lose cash on this bloke? There's, I can guarantee you, if you lose cash, you can come to me and you can hit me up and say, you owe me the money that Daniel Saifedi's lost, because I'm pretty confident that there's no <laughs> way in the world he goes backwards. Uh, and we also need to keep in consideration here with the Knights. They've got the buy-in around 10, 14, and 19, but their first three rounds are the best three rounds in the comp. They've got New Zealand Warriors, they've got West Tigers, they've got Dolphins. One, two, and three. So I know that doesn't translate too much to the props and to the, the bigs that are doing the work in the middle, but are they going to be able to make easier meters? Are they going to be able to get through the, the with those attacking stats in the middle? Uh, there's a good chance they will against the worst teams. So yeah, I like the Knights' first three rounds. It's very enticing. Yeah, we're going to get a good look at them. Um, we're hopefully going to get a price rise out of them. Uh, that's why I have a couple guys from this squad in my team. Um, I'm just going to step in before you uh, step into your boom and just give an honourable mention to Adam Elliott. We haven't given an honourable mention before, um, but I know he's a guy that we've played around in both of our teams. Um, he's 15% owned at the moment, and at 560k, he was fantastic for the Raiders. And I expect the way that he plays is going to translate well 
for the Knights. What do you reckon? He's in my team. Um, he's not leaving. I mean, I've done a bit of shuffling recently. Um, Adam Elliott's one of the guys that I've been staring at going, I want to find a way to get you into my team. Luckily enough, I've found a way. Uh, we'll talk about that soon enough when um, there's been some official announcements. But, mate, Adam Elliott, his work rate in the middle is exceptional. Um, we saw what he did for a, a good squad last year. I don't feel like going to a bad team is going to really impact him too much because we're talking base stats here. He makes a lot of tackles, makes a lot of offloads, and gets a lot of evade stats So and makes a lot of runs. He's very heavily involved. So he's a, he's a really good option, and I think his ownership's at like 11%. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually just said 15% because when I made these notes, it was 15%. Uh, somehow people are, yeah, are getting off the Adam Elliott train, and I don't understand why. They haven't played a game. Um, yeah, he's there. Uh, Millie Boyd's, of course, gone from the Broncos to the uh, to Newcastle. They're going to be playing together. So, um, yeah, I'm all on board. Absolutely, mate. Well, we're going to move on to my boy. Now, <sighs> my boy, Kalen Ponga. Yeah. I want to throw something at you, right? So the reason I'm going in this direction, like he averaged 50 last year. Lots of HIAs, lots of injury issues. The poor guy just missed the rest of the season due to all those HIAs. So I feel like he's 15 to 20 points unders, and I'll tell you why. Now, 2018, he averaged 65.7. In 2019, he averaged 68.3. In 2020, he averaged 79.9. And in 2021, he averaged 68.4. That's four years in a row as a young fullback coming into the league where he averaged more than 65. Is that a guy when you can buy him for what's the price? 530,000. Is that right? Yeah. It sounds like good value. Mate, 530k for a guy that's priced at a 50 average that can average every single year he's been in the competition more than 65. You're pretty much guaranteed more than 15 points from this guy. And when we think about 15 points at 10,500 a point, we're looking at $150,000 in your bank that you can either upgrade to a premium or you can hold him for the year if he's doing really well. And for me, that's a guy I'm looking for. So so I agree with you. Um, and Pong has actually been my smoky. I thought at 530K, you know, he's he's not really there for the boom, even though, you know, plays fullback for the Maroons and everything like that. But he would be in my team if he had the duel, which he doesn't have at the moment. And I'm just too scared of Turbo, I'm too scared that Turbo is going to hurt me by not having him at that price. If he isn't injured and he hasn't put himself out of my price range, I'll be looking at him as soon as that 5.8th duel comes in. And hopefully it comes before the season. Like 530K isn't a lot of money. We're talking about Adam Elliott at 560K hitting it out of the park. Ponger at 530K? No-brainer for me. Absolute no-brainer. If he So if he ends up at the 5.8 fullback duel, is he in your 5-8, round one? Yes. Yeah, me too. I, I have Adam Dewey and Matt Burton, and I'm at a point where Matt Burton being 40% owned, I would drop Matt Burton for Kalen Ponga. That's, yeah. that's my position, and it's real saucy, and it's risky, and I know that going against the grain and a 40% owned player with that kind of pedigree and that kind of squad behind him is, is very risky. But when you look at Ponga's previous seasons in a bad team averaging 65 plus for four years in a row in a team that hasn't made the top eight that's incredibly exciting uh and we know what he can do so obviously there's people hide at the knights to buy and sell players they've brought in blokes like adam elliott jack etherington we say things like you know gus can pick them 
if the Knights have picked him, they could be pushing for a top eight spot. Um, there's just a lot of question marks, and I'm not willing to put my hand up and say, I think the Knights have improved that much. But there's people that get paid a lot more money than me for that. That's right, mate. We don't have to worry about that. We just get to pick them with free money on Supercoach, so yeah. not an yeah, issue. And if, yeah, if they're a team that pushes that eight or nine, um, yeah, Pong is going to be an integral part of that. And when you speak about talent acquisition, there's two guys that we're going to talk about soon. My my smoky, I guess you could call him, is Greg Marju from the Gold Coast Titans. So a bit of a guy that's going to fly under the radar. He's sub 1% owed, so not even uh, in question at the moment. But he scored nine scores over 60 last year in a very, very poor Gold Coast outfit. Uh, he scored nine tries, which I think is unders for a really talented winger. I think Greg Marju is a seriously good football player. Um, let this sink in. He had six and a half tackle breaks a game last year in a bad squad with minimal opportunity as a winger. So when you score nine scores over 60 and you can get six and a half tackle breaks a game, it seems like tackle breaks are, are, I mean, obviously we know as super coach players that they're very uh, sought after. You're looking for players that can break tackles comfortably. That's essentially 13 points per game in base if he's breaking that many tackles a game. So, you know, when you... Let's say, for instance, as a winger, as a good winger in a good squad, you're going to score 15 tries. Um, that's six more tries. Uh, you know, that's mate. The guy could average 65. Yeah, and I think Ponger and Hastings are better than who did they have last year? Oh, I think it was Adam played, Clune. Yeah, Toby Sexton. Like, yeah, we're talking about a step up. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, look, and he's a smoky for a reason. I'm not starting with Greg Marju, but. Look, if you want to, again, like we spoke about a few pods ago, create just a pod team and you're not super overly serious about it or your missus wants to play and she wants to create a team, I'd be saying, <laughs> hey, Greg Marju. Mate, Greg Marju is not a bad option. Um, your your guy, when we're talking about talent acquisition, was probably one of the biggest um, off-season transfers across to the Knights, mate. Do you want to talk about Lockie Miller? Yeah, he was. He's 7% owned and he's super talented and he's one of those guys that you just hear a center wing position player is playing at fullback. Let's look at adding, adding him. And what's he played? Six or seven grades of first, six or seven games of first grade, and I went to add him. And then I looked at that price. He's 60K more than Kalen Ponga. Just let that sink in. I love watching him play in those games last year, but can he consistently do it? There's just too many question marks, and I can't see him entering my team at that price. Like, if he was, after six or seven games... And he played for the Mother Lickers. He wouldn't be allowed to talk during a timeout. And you're going to pay 590k for him? Yeah, it's a no from me, dog. Yeah, mate. If you can't get a word in in the timeout at the Mother Lickers, you know that you're probably not going to get a word in at the Newcastle Knights uh, during oh. halftime. Yeah, no. And seven percent of people have him. Like, I just think that's insane. There's so many yeah. better options. Brian Toto is $20,000 more. Like, he's priced at a two average better than this bloke. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's, that's crazy when you put that in comparison. It's that's terrible. Crazy. Yeah. Another terrible player. Um, and I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to be overly rude, Just but, mate, Brody Jones, Brody Jones, if, if, you, if you're looking at Brody Jones, you, you're probably missing a few brain cells. Um, the, the reality is that Brody Jones is going to play 80 minutes on the left edge. And uh, the problem is he's going to suck a few people in that aren't aware of, of the way that super coaching is scored and haven't played super coach much in the past. Now, Brody Jones last year 
and it has a career average, mind you, of 0.6 points per minute. So even if he plays 80 minutes, right, he's going to score you probably no more than 45 points, 50 points, absolute max. There's way too many other good mid-range options in Brody, uh, than Brody Jones. Um, don't go there. Don't be tempted by the fact that he's going to play 80 minutes on an edge because that's what will get people in. They'll see him in round one. They'll go, oh, he's named in the 12 jersey. Oh, there's a three forward bench. Oh, there's two middle forwards on the bench. Oh, hang on a second. There's a chance that he might play eight. Don't, don't, just don't, just don't do it. It's not worth doing. Uh, the guy doesn't have the work rate. He doesn't have the PPM. He doesn't have the ability to be able to be too impactful on a poor team. So you need to pass on that one. And I'd be a better chance of hoping that Brody Jones is going to miss out and Jack Hetherington's going to be worth a look. And he's my cheapie. Um, He's dual position, 266K. Like, wouldn't you just be spending that money on Jack Hetherington, who they've signed, because they want? They wanted him here. There's so many moving parts in this team that we don't really know where we're going to end up. But the fact that during other years, Jack Hetherington has had 0.8 PPM, whereas Brody Jones had a career average of 0.6 PPM, and he's cheaper, who do you want? Jack Hetherington. And if he gets the minutes, he's going to be in my team as well. And you know the best part about Jack Hetherington? He's an absolute loose unit. And I you love he'd be good on the Baltas? You reckon he'd he would be good on the He would be. You know, he wouldn't have Captain Sensible either. He'd be straight to the hazies. There would be no doubt. My and, brother-in-law uh, actually time. drunk all mine, so I'm on, I'm on the Captain Sensibles because we bought a carton of them a few weeks ago. So I'm draining the fridge. We're going to get back up to the XBAs. Mate, it is uh, it is a school night, so you do need to be somewhat responsible when you're on the pod as well, you know. Got to look after the people. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't want to be double parts. So. You don't, you don't, mate. You're going to have to get rid of that whiskey. <laughs> um, mate, hot take. Wrap us up. We both uh, – have you got a hot take for this team or is it just me? Um, no, it's just you. Lead the way. Mate, I reckon Caelan Ponga scores more than 70 average this year. Ooh, big I've call. already sold you on it. I've already talked to you about why I think that Pong is going to have a bigger year based on premium option, based on the fact that in the past he's done it. He's done it well. He's done it in the poor team. That, that's my logic. I, I think that he has a breakout. I think that 5'8 is the right position for him to be in. I think they experimented a couple of years ago and he was poor there because he didn't, uh, I guess, train in that position for the full preseason. They didn't really give him an extended period of time in 5-8 either. They thought, ah, oh, two, three rounds, this isn't working, back to fullback. Um, they're going to persist with him for the full year at 5-8 at this year, and I think he's going to come good. It'll take him a while, but I think he's going to come good. Yeah, and the big call for that is he's there so that he doesn't get as many HIAs. Um, and him playing football, if he plays 28 games for the year, and gets that jewel, he's in my team too. No brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, that wraps us up. Newcastle Knights done and dusted. That's another one down. Um, obviously, guys, if, you, if you've listened along and you love the content, make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching us live or make sure to follow us on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're all there. Mate, thanks for joining me. Maddie. Uh, we've got three more teams to go. So for everybody listening out there, keep an eye out for the last three teams. Unfortunately, we've gone in ladder order, which means you're going to get the three worst ones to finish up. But Yeah, but there's a few gold nuggets in there. So I'm going to dress up 
for the Tigers one, mate. I'm going to get the Tigers jersey on. I'm going to get my scarf on. Anything Tigers, I'm going to be wearing it. So make sure to tune in on YouTube uh, for that Tigers episode. And to be fair, there's a fair bit going on at Tiger Town that we need to be aware of leading into 2023. Yeah, and we're going to break apart the Dolphins. So, uh, yeah, fins up. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next episode. Cheerio. Cheerio.